0: thank you bang. It's good to have you back. Yeah. Good morning everybody. Peace be with you. I'd like to direct you to our bulletin with the announcements. There's some I'd like to highlight. The rest you can read yourself. This next Saturday on the 14th at 9:30 a.m. We have our monthly church council meeting you are invited to attend, and it will be uh, held uh, over in the fellowship hall. And then we have uh, right below that the dinner and movie night on Saturday the 21st. So please join us at 4 for that. And uh, we'll have a movie in the fellowship hall, and we get to Get that hot dog maker running. So, looking forward to that. The grief and loss group is on hiatus, even though uh, grief doesn't ever take a break, I think. Uh, So, we were meeting faithfully on Tuesdays at uh, 10. We're going to postpone that for a little while. However, if you should like to come in and talk at any time to me, Uh, I would appreciate you just coming on by. Give Ashley a call and make sure I'm here. Uh, Office hours are uh, during the week, Monday through uh, Thursday, 9 to 2 o'clock is when Ashley is here. I'm here from 10 to 2, but the truth be told, with David back in school, I'm here shortly after 8 o'clock in the morning. So, um, you know, give me a call in advance, or if you decide to pop by, Um, I'll probably be here if you see that gray boat that I drive, so just so you know, okay? And um, the naughty ones are not meeting until October, okay. That's pretty naughty, right now, okay, there we go. So um, no knitting, Helen, are you going to be okay? Okay. (laughs) We'll carry on. <laughs> and uh, I think that does it. If you, uh, you want to find out anything else, it's all here. We are looking, as always, for volunteers. And we always can use help. and uh, it's always a blessing to see people just that haven't volunteered uh, on the cuff, on the spot, do it. This church is not short of, of uh, people to do that. But in order to uh, you know, make it a, a regular basis, it would be helpful to Ashley and all those that do regularly uh, volunteer. So if it moves you in your heart uh, to, to do that, I would appreciate you giving Ashley a call and signing up for it. So thank you very much. Uh, I see a, a new old face again, and here's Ron. Ron is so, no, you, don't look away. Listen, to you, look at him. I tell you what, I am so glad to see you, and I'm going to give you a hug, buddy. Oh, it's so good to see you back, and uh, I hope things are working out. You came and visited me last week, and that's the one thing about being in a church family is that people notice when you're not around, And so to some, it might be a little intrusive, but it's nice to know people care. And um, so I'm glad that you're here, and so get ready for uh, warm embraces after the church here, okay? Don't shake his hand too hard, his shoulder uh, is hurt, so I have to do this with there. but it's good to see you. And another thing that's happening today I'm very excited about um, is uh, our prayers are going to be given, the prayers of God's people, by a very sweet young lady that you all know. Allison's going to be doing it, and I am so proud of her, and um, God is going to be smiling, and so get ready for that. That's going to be great. So let us stand. Let us sing our opening hymn on page 389. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But But if we confess ourselves, Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Hallelujah. <laughs> The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. O merciful Lord, you did not spare your only Son but delivered him up for us all. Grant us courage and strength to take up the cross and follow him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be
1: seated. Good morning. Uh, The first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 15 through 20, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 320. Deuteronomy 30, 15 through 20. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice, hold fast to him, for the Lord your God, he will give you many years than the land he swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, on page six of your bulletin, we'll read Psalm 1 responsibly. Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But those who live in the law of the Lord, and who meditate on his law day and night. That person's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Our next reading is from the book of Philemon, verse 1 through 21, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1860. Philemon 1 through 21. Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and fellow worker, also to Alphea, our sister, and Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that meets in your home. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your love for His holy people and your faith in the Lord Jesus. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesius, who has has become my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful to both you and to me. I am sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to have kept him with me so he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do would not be seen forced, but would would be voluntary. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while was that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. Refresh my heart in Christ, confident of your obedience. I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: gospel according to St. Luke from the 14th chapter, glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from St. Luke. It is chapter 14, verses 25 through 35, and can be found on your pew Bible, in your pew Bible, on page 1623. Luke records this, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple." And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it, will ridicule you, saying this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? And if he is Not able, he will send out a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. And in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything, you cannot be my disciples. Salt is good. But if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever hears, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you arise that you may be seated. will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. It's uh, wonderful to have Bang back with us. You play beautifully. Thank you. How many of you would like to play the piano like that? Now wait a minute, before you raise your hands and say yes to that question, let's see what it would cost to be able to play the piano and then let's see if you're willing to pay the price. I don't play the piano, so I'm coming from a point of conjecture purely right now, but for this sermon, let's just go with it. First of all, you would have to buy a piano in order to play the piano. It would be rather silly to say that it, you wanted to play the piano and you weren't willing to go out and buy one, would it? Wouldn't it? So the first thing you would need to do is to look for a piano and. And if you look online, you will find used pianos. And there was one uh, recently that I saw for seven hundred dollars. The ad said it needed some repairs, so it probably wasn't a very good one. And I guess we could say it's a start. Seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. Do you still want to play the piano now? The next thing you would need to do is to find a teacher, and after all, um, you really can't teach yourself. I am evidence of that. If you want to play well, you need to look for somebody to guide you. And again, in the paper, there is uh, an ad for $25 a week for somebody to teach you once a week. Now, that'd be $100 a month. And doing that math real quick, 1200 bucks a year, you still want to learn to play piano? So what else would we need to do? Yeah, okay. Just answered my own question. We'll need some music, some sheet music. We want to... Go to the music store and, and, and see what's in the music books. And, and by doing that, you can find music books, and they're around $10 to $15. And that sounds cheap to me, but if you want to buy a single sheet of music, it usually costs somewhere around $5 a piece. Do you still want to play piano? So now that you have a piano, you have a teacher, and some music, you must be willing to practice. Most piano teachers require their students to practice at least one hour every day. That means that there will be times when other activities are calling to you, and you must practice. For little boys and girls, or rather little boys when I was growing up, that was somewhat of a stigma attached back in the 60s and 70s if you um, had to bail out of a pickup baseball game or a basketball game because you had piano lessons. So there's another cost for the young ones. Nowadays, I don't think that... Uh, that really carries, but boy, it sure did when I was a child. Some even called guys that played piano sissies for doing so. Now, those same guys, a few of them are my friends in college and later in in business, and we'd be out and about, and they'd start railing on that piano. They were pretty cool, short-sightedness. So if you want to play the piano, you have to count the cost and make sure you are willing to to pay the price. Did you know this? That Jesus said that same thing as we heard in our scripture today. He said if they wanted to be his disciples, he told them that they had to follow him and, and they had to count the cost. And he said that they had to be willing to take up their cross daily and follow him. To follow him, they might have to be willing to give up their family and their friends. Jesus said that the people might make fun of them, call them names. Some people might even want to hurt them. They had to count the cost and to make sure that they were willing to pay the price. A lot of people today say, that they want to follow Jesus. They, they do join the church. And for a while, they may be present every single week. But when they find out how much it is going to cost, they fall away. And being a true follower of Jesus is this. It's not easy always. But it's always worth it if you're willing to pay the price. Today's gospel is particularly hard to hear, and from the pulpit it's particularly hard to say. And you heard me in my inflection of my voice when I repeated The words recorded by Luke, as said by Jesus, where he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate their father and their mother and their wife and their children and their brothers and their sisters, yes, even their own life, they cannot be my disciple. Did that bother you? Does that pierce your heart? Does that cause a little bit of maybe sweaty palms? Like, oh, my gosh. The admittance to this club is pretty strict. There's a word, as we find out through study of Scripture, to describe the hate in this particular verse. And unfortunately, it loses meaning or, or adds more meaning when it gets translated into English. But the word is sane. And it's not hate like we know. It's unloved. For an example of this, we go to Jacob. And we know that Jacob loved I mean loved Rachel. And Leah, not so much. That's the difference. There was this all-out love, but for Leah, who he was betrothed to, not so much, son A. So when Jesus is talking to us about hating parents, Children, he's not saying that you have to despise, abhor. What he's saying is that he, Jesus, must be your priority. The priority of our devotion, that's what he's telling them. He says, I must be first. That's what he would say. And he's not saying, again, hear me. Are you listening? Please hear me. He's not saying to loathe your family. He's saying put God first. Now why would Jesus say such a thing? Knowing us, I mean, isn't that kind of a given? Oh yeah, we love you. I'll follow you, even unto death. I'm telling you, I don't know that man. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So why is it important that we hear this? Why is it important that we count the cost? We are counting the cost of following him against the cost of following what? Following idols. The cost of following Jesus versus the cost of someone calling me a sissy. Oh, that's piano, but they call Christians even worse today. The cost of me following Jesus, participating in the church family, versus hanging out with St. Mattress. That's why he brings it up. We see in uh, Deuteronomy 13... The, the bottom line of that and i am going to read it to you but the bottom line of deuteronomy 13 is a warning, warning among other things that that one thing is that family and a family that brings you away from yahweh family functions relatives anything that brings you away from yahweh the warning is do not listen Because they're trying to take you away from, listen to this, this is an important part, the Lord. They're trying to take you away from the Lord of the covenant by distracting you. Deuteronomy 13, verses 1 through 16, worshiping other gods. Hear this, please. It says, if a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken takes place, and the prophet says, let us follow other gods, little g, gods that you have not known, and let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. It seems like somebody else has said that. What must I do to have eternal life? It is the Lord your God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him. Serve him and hold fast to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death for inciting rebellion against the Lord your God You who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you and from the land he redeemed you from the land of slavery. That prophet or dreamer tried to turn you from the way of the Lord your God commanded you to follow. You must purge the evil from among you. If your very own brother or your son or your daughter or the wife you love or your closest friend secretly entices you saying, let us go and worship other gods, little G, gods that neither you nor your ancestors have known, gods of the peoples around you, whether near or far from one end of the land to the other, do not yield to them. Or listen to them. Show them no pity. Do not spare them or shield them. You must certainly put them to death. Your hand must be the first in putting them to death. And then the hands of all the people stone them to death because they tried to... This is serious. Now, today, Jesus would not be, nor is your pastor, advocating that we put them to death. Right? Now, what Jesus is advocating and what Jesus is telling you and what this pastor is telling you that it's not not telling you to hate your family or to hate those that would deceive you or pull you away from the truth. I'm not saying to destroy them or anything like that. It's just saying that you should put them aside and that Jesus should be your priority. Always Jesus, your priority. Leo Shema. Do you remember that word? It was used to describe the heart that, that uh, Solomon asked the Lord to, ha- to give him. A heart that was in tune with Jesus Christ. A heart with eyes and ears to it. Often you've heard me pray. You've prayed it yourself. So I've heard that. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Le-o-shema, a heart that is for you, Father that hears you through your Holy Spirit, I want that heart. You have that heart. You've been given that heart through your baptism. When that word and that water made you new again. So you are able to love God with all your heart and all your strength. Because he gave you that love through his Holy Spirit. He is the Lord of the covenant. He is the Lord of the covenant. He says, pick up your cross and follow me even up to crucifixion. And we do, we follow him as cross bearers. And yet the world is pulling us in many different directions. And there's another story that we told, and you heard from this pulpit, of Mary and Martha. And Mary was at his feet with a heart, a Leoshema heart, wanting to hear Jesus wanting to know Jesus wanting to have a relationship with Jesus just Jesus the Lord of the covenant Martha wanted that too but Martha was about this and rather than hearing him and she's preparing and someone had to prepare but she was pulled in many directions and we know that we need to be Martha sometimes and we know that these things do pull but when these things pull us away completely from a relationship with Jesus. We know that that ought not be. And we know that we aren't of that because of our baptism. Yesterday, little Miss Lily, granddaughter to Hank and Doris, became the newest member of the church body, a little sister we have. Boy, is she cute, you guys. You should have seen her. And that girl can talk. She was so excited. Her parents were excited. Grandma and grandpa were excited. Pastor Phil Tukwa was excited. Got to see him again. Hadn't seen him since I was 13 years old. That's 42 years ago. I remember him as being taller. It was a blessing. And that day yesterday, little Lily was given through the Holy Spirit, through the renewal, rejuvenation of the word and water, a heart, a Leoshema heart. And it is up to us to encourage her to say, yeah, those things aren't good for you. Come, here's the good thing. Here's the good thing. This is where your heart needs to be. You need to have adoration. You need to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. And we know what the opposite of that is when we heard the story of the banquet where people were invited in, and the doors were closed, and on the outside they were knocking and saying, hey, let me in. And the one who was throwing the banquet said, depart from me. I don't know you. It wasn't a knowledge knowing, right? Remember that? It was, I don't have a relationship with you. They said, yeah, but we, you know, we listen to you on the streets, and, 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 and we might have had lunch together, but come on, let us in. We sing your praises. He goes, get away from me, you evildoers. I do not know you. Not knowledge, no. Relational, no. And so that is what Jesus is saying to the hearers of his word. You got to know me. And I got to be a priority to you, even above family that would pull you away. And that's the point. The object is to bring our family with us, amen? The object is is to fill that banquet hall with those who love Jesus, amen? The object is, is to point people to Christ so that they have a heart that is leo shema, amen? We don't have to count the costs, really, because he paid A cost and a price that we couldn't pay. We just have to receive. And we did. And you did. In your baptism, you received newness. And you were Christ. You are in. With your Laoshema heart. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Our hymn of the day is Lord of All Hopefulness. It's on page 469 of your your, (laughs) Lutheran Book of Worship. please stand. Let us now together confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father
2: Let us pray to the Lord on behalf of his church, our nation, the causes of peace and justice, the needs of the sick, and all the people as they have need. You have granted us great privilege and mercy, O Lord, that we should be called your people. Work in us by your Spirit, that we may love what is good and obey your command cheerfully. Keep in us from an easy faith that costs us nothing. And preserve us that we may be the salt of the earth and the light in the darkness of a world that does not know you. You, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lead us, O Lord, to make your appeal in love and to speak to the nations the witness of that love in Christ. That the erring may be led to truth, sinners to repentance, and the persecuted sustained in their trials. Bless your church with wise and kind, caring pastors who will preach faithfully your word, administer the means of grace to your people, and raise up those who serve you and your church in the places where you lead, Lord. In your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us your aid, O Lord, to all elected and appointed public officials, especially Donald, our president, the Congress of the United States, Gavin, our governor, the legislature of the state, and all who serve us in the name of your government. Grant peace to the nations, and prosper to the benefit of all people, the cause of justice. Lord, in your mercy, prayer. Keep us, O Lord, from growing weary of doing good, and give us loving hearts to show kindness to all people. Be with those who suffer any need, especially the poor, unemployed, and homeless. Grant your mercy to them and to the household of your people, that we be steadfast of heart and kept safe in every trial. Lord, in your mercy, our prayer. Bless this good land, O Lord, that it may be fruitful and provide a good harvest to supply the needs of many. Bless us with good weather and preserve us from natural and man-made disasters, famine and pestilence, war and bloodshed. Bless all honest labor and industry and provide employment for those without work and those without full-time employment. Lord, in your mercy. Grant to all the sick, O Lord, the riches of your mercy to sustain them in their afflictions. Deliver them according to your will. Comfort them with your presence and build them up in the hope of new and everlasting life. Be especially with those we name aloud and those we name in our hearts before you. Give them a cheerful countenance and a grateful heart for all your mercies to them in their time of need. Lord, in your mercy. Lord. Blessed Lord, grant that, grant that we who come to your table to receive the blessed meal of your son's body and blood may come in true repentance, confessing our Lord and discerning his presence in this communion. Bring us at last to that day when earthly divisions will cease and all people will be one in doctrine and life, Lord, in your mercy, you know, Lord, the secrets of our hearts and what would entice us to fall away. Guard us against the love of things and equip us by your grace to love you with all that we are and all that we have. Accept, we pray, the tithes and offerings we bring with the sacrifice of our praise and thanksgiving, which is our duty and delight. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Bring to our remembrance, O Lord, those who have loved and served you who now rest from their labors that we may be encouraged by their witness follow their example as they follow Christ and be kept holy and blameless until we stand with their number on that day when Christ shall be turned in his glory as judge and king of all lord in your mercy yes. preserve us o lord from all temptation and grant us faith that we may rest all our prayers and the desires of our hearts in your merciful arms For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
0: May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves for our services
3: and dedicate our lives to care and redemption of all to you have For the sake of Him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift your Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God.
3: It is right to give thanks and praise.
0: It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, holy Father, through Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave. And by his glorious resurrection, open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we drink, we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the perfect prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Our Father, Lord. Let us come to the table that has been prepared for us, knowing that we have been given Laoshema hearts, hearts that are in tune with God. Let us come and eat of the true body and the true blood given for you. Let us come and love that Savior, the Lord of the covenant. You may be seated and the ushers will bring you. Will you please stand? Bang, thank you for paying the price, counting that cost and bearing it for us and sharing it with us. And whether you know it or not, it may not be the piano, but... You have counted the cost, and you do share that gift that is uniquely yours with all who are around, and I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful for you. Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing hymn is, He leadeth me, O blessed thought, on page 501.